Comedy Mushroom Cult Podcast. No uh, snappy intro today of some sort of sound effect or uh, soundboard or theme. Uh, we're doing old school. Not even doing a video this time, because who cares, right? I got some clicks on the thing. I also wore a t-shirt that said, uh, fuck you, pay me on it. So it got demonetized, which means nothing in my world, uh, because I don't make money off of my clips anyways, but, um, because they'll just, like, hide it in the algorithm, and nobody will ever see it except for, like, 37 people. So, um, I don't know. We're not thinking it about it. Overthinking it is what I was trying to say. Today's gonna be, a maybe a little strange, uh, maybe par for the course, uh, from the outside looking in, but, uh... Your boy uh, last week thought it was the the weather change, maybe allergies, uh, but we've been, you know, we've been going 12 rounds uh, with some sort of sickness, death, trying to take me down uh, since last week, and, you know, the, the problem is, is I didn't really take some time to, like, chill and relax and, and maybe get over it a little bit, but, um, you know, that's gonna happen when... When you're on the grind, when you got hashtag uh, grind set, uh, that's a, a mixture of uh, mindset and grind, uh, hashtag grind set, um, you're just going to work yourself too hard sometimes and not pay attention. And as uh, Sasha Rosser in Madison told me uh, last week, you know, take some time, relax, uh, rest a little. And uh, I have not done a good job of doing that. I've done a better job of it this week. I put a self-imposed ban on uh, doing comedy until today. Um, that's why I'm going to say that the podcast isn't out until today. But also, I've uh, been running around this great country of ours again. Actually, just to Ohio and back for a funeral. Um, so I'm not like the biggest deal. Um, but I mean, I've had a stretch of, of a while where I haven't really had... Uh, actual time off, because as soon as I basically came off the road uh, at the end of last month, I started working again, and uh, then have been trying to do shows and mics and stuff at like the same uh, voracious pace as I've done uh, when I wasn't working. So um, eventually you just hit a wall and it starts breaking down a little bit, but um, I'm off of the day job today. That's what. That's honestly why I'm putting it out is because I haven't had time to do it uh, since last week, but also um, decided to take a day off of the Adderall because it turns out doing a little bit of mental health research. And if you hear noises in the back, uh, PD's tearing apart some sort of box. Um, anchovies helping him do said tearing apart, and they're ow, going to start fighting soon. Let me make sure it's not important. Oh, it's an egg carton. Have at it, boys. Um, but no, Adderall, since it's basically meth, what it'll do um, is it'll mask small uh, sicknesses. So you won't feel as sick as you normally would if you had like a cold or like a slight flu. Um, so what'll happen is it'll either go away on its own um, or it'll just get to a point where it lingers forever and you never get rid of it. Um, because you're going to keep 
going at some sort of output that your body naturally doesn't want to do. Um, well, your body wants to, but your brain doesn't want to because you don't have the dopamine to do it. So Adderall will give you that dopamine and you can keep pushing right through and uh, make it so you just you just keep going and you don't stop. And um, that's what we're doing today is no Adderall. So I don't have the dopamine to do anything, uh, but then my body is going to fall apart. So, I don't know. We're seeing how it goes. I felt better this morning. Uh, went to work just to read and have some coffee since I'm not on my Adderall. I could enjoy a morning coffee or two. I had two coffee drinks, uh, back to my normal caffeine input, and uh, had that. Went to go pick up groceries, uh, and on the way there, sneezed three times, and instantly my bones started hurting again. So, um, it's good. Maybe this is it working itself out of my body. Um, we're just gonna let it. We're gonna let it flow. We're gonna let it. Uh, we're gonna let it eat, as the kids say, and see what happens. Because I've got shows out of town this weekend again. I got one in Illinois on Saturday. I don't know exactly where it's at. Maybe I'll look at it before I go. I'm not super excited about it. Um, it's one of those ones where I've kind of sold my soul a little bit. Not sold my soul, but it's somebody that I don't... It's somebody that I wouldn't choose to work for regularly, but uh, the money was right enough, and they didn't ask me to do anything ridiculous like they usually do. So um, we're going to do words for money, and that's in Illinois. And then I also have a show up in the UP on Sunday that's going to completely steal my soul. Like This weekend is a very much like... Uh, we talked about it before, I believe, like, that documentary about And One, where, uh, they said, like, some of those players could have went pro, and then Kyrie Irving said, uh, the thing about playing pro basketball is you have to play basketball even when you don't want to play basketball, uh, where the streetball people could decide when they wanted to play basketball. Um, so this is one of those, like, hey, we're playing basketball when we don't entirely want to because uh, we've got bills to pay and uh, the venue is right across the parking lot from a weed dispensary and they give you free food and a place to stay. So why not go up to the UP in the fall when it's beautiful and then just like eat dicks for 20 minutes just to pay that off. Like that's, that's really the payment for this is like, I get to have like a, a short uh, Sunday, Monday, a uh, little vacation in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and uh, get to, like, do a weed run. But to do that, I like, my penance is doing 20 minutes of uh, good comedy in front of a mediocre crowd that will not appreciate it and will probably hate every second of it. Uh, but last time, I sold out and tried to uh, get them to laugh at juvenile stuff, where this time, you know, if it starts to go sideways, we're just leaning in. We're, we're mentally preparing for, like, a real hardcore bomb. And, I mean, I bombed last week at Comedy on State, which was, like, very interesting. Um, but that was a three-minute set. This will be 20 minutes. And I'm just right now mentally preparing for it. Like, if it goes well, that'd be amazing. Um, but I don't think it is. I think it's going to be bad. I'm still going to go for it. This isn't one of those, like, self-handicapping, like, hey, this is going to suck, and then, like, It'll lower the bar for what'll happen. Um, nobody of importance will see the show. Um, it'll be a bunch of like fat slobs in the Upper Peninsula watching the Packer game 
and then it'll be done. And then uh, they'll be like, oh, this is the only free thing at this casino is to go watch uh, these clowns say words. And then they're just going to talk in the back and be assholes about it um, and not laugh at anything. And then just like just be a bunch of fucking dickheads. And that's what it's going to be. And that's perfectly fine. I love playing rooms full of dickheads. Uh, Usually I can have fun with it. Last Thursday I did a show. It had one dickhead, um, not a bunch of them, but one dickhead who was right up front. Um, and he was being an asshole, and I got to call him out. It was great. Mm, green drink. Uh, gotta get my vitamins. But no, it was a cool show put on by Mike Coben. Shout out, Mike. And, uh, it's at a bar in Cedarburg. Um, it's called Rebellion Brewing. And it's very funny. Like, it's off, it's right by a city or state or county park by beautiful river um and when i pulled up to it i texted ashley and was like i'm going to love this gig the location's incredible um it's very peaceful i got to sit out try to write something um before the show listening to the river it was nice it was peaceful um the building even has like a spot where like the river runs through the building um in a weird spot like it's like a dam kind of situation on the river um, so part of it goes like, I don't know if it used to be like a mill of some sort where like it went through, like the water went through like some sort of wheel or something, but it goes like right through the building. It's incredible. It's beautiful. Uh, but around the entire bar were a bunch of like blue lives matter flags and thin blue line and don't tread on me, come and take it. Like, you know, my people, <laughs> the people that I, I very, uh, very much agree with and don't make fun of, uh, at every chance that I get, but um, the show went great, but it had a dickhead up front, and, uh, sorry, green drink, <sighs> voice is a little rough because I'm pushing through this shit, um, but no, guy was up front, kind of ruining the whole show, so I went at him, I did a shot across the bow right off the beginning, um, he apparently didn't get it, so I had to, like, put him in his place a little bit in front of his girl, um, which was very embarrassing for him, not quite me, everybody else in the crowd loved it, all the other comics liked it, um, but he came up to me after the show and was like, you're real funny, even though you talk a bunch of shit, and I was like, well, then you should have shut up, like, I gave you a shot, I gave you a shot, um, even at a certain point, uh, in the show, or in my set, I was like, hey man, remember that, like, three minutes when you didn't say anything, and the show was going really well, and everybody was having a good time? Let's go back to that. And he just didn't, he wouldn't take a hint, so I had to, I had to put him in place, uh, in his place, in front of his girl, which had to have been embarrassing. Like, that's, that's gotta be very disheartening to go to a comedy show and be embarrassed in front of your girl. That's why I don't usually go after the crowd that much. I don't like doing crowd work, because I'm not, uh, the best at doing it positively, (laughs) Like I did uh, on my improv show that I did last week, um, or two weeks ago at this point, um, the late show, the the Saturday show, uh, there was a group of of a bachelorette party, and it was four people, uh, and my crowd work was, oh, bachelorette party, how you doing? And they were like, woo, and I go, oh three friends uh that's it and i thought it was gonna get some sort of chuckle from anybody but they were on their side and i had to remind i was like hey don't worry about it i'm doing this on my saturday night because i have no friends um when in fact i do have friends but i wanted to to get the 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 view way out of out of that i wanted to weasel my way back into my set because the crowd work did not go well um but yeah so i mean went at them a little bit put them in their place 
Um, but so like that was fun. It was good, but it's going to be a whole room full of those people at this casino, uh, in the middle of nowhere in the upper peninsula. Anchovy and Petey are about to wrestle. So if you hear cat scuffling, do not be, uh, worried. Do not be disturbed. Uh, they do this now having two male cats about the same age, um, and having them not be afraid of each other anymore is I can only imagine what it's like to have teenage boys in your house because um, there's random fighting, there's random noises, um, things just get knocked over all the time, and when it's too quiet, you know that something bad is happening. So um, them fighting in front of me not only is a welcome distraction, but it lets me know that they're not getting into trouble because I don't think either one of them can really get hurt that bad because I've seen them both fall off of tall things. Um... And then they just whine about it. But it's worth noting, if you hear me clap at them um, to break it up, it's because they're taking it too seriously. Um, But yeah, I'm off Adderall today, and it's a little wonky. It's one of those things where you don't understand how you lived this way for so long. Um, I take a a day off every once in a while um, just to give the body a break because it's basically meth right? It's the same thing. Um, and so it kind of like gets you to push through things and, uh, your body's like constantly going and like, it's how your brain's supposed to work and your body's supposed to work. But, um, naturally I think you're supposed to not be like up, up, up all the time. And, and Adderall kind of affords me to be up. Hey, relax. See, that was them fighting. Um, it happens from time to time. They take it a little too seriously. Somebody gets hurt. And then you just have to tell them to chill. Uh, this is what you come to podcast for is to hear cats fighting and me yelling at them to stop. But I don't know. It's nice um, to be not down, but like let my body relax. I don't really have like my chores for today, quote unquote, where to take the garbage out to vacuum. I took the garbage out. I don't think vacuuming is going to happen. Um, just don't have it in me, you know, the body's not, the mind is willing, but the body, I've honestly slept more the last three days and I've only been off Adderall one day. Um, but I've had to shut it down. And since I got back in town from like the funeral, I had to go to town for, um, I basically shut it down, just going to work, then coming home and sleeping. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and now today, uh, well, Monday night as well. Um, Hey, pause real quick. Petey. Knock it off. Hey. Knock it off. No. Go lay down. We'll probably edit that part out. Um, but, do you know what? Fuck it. Leave it in. You can see how... Who cares, right? Day off of Adderall. Welcome to my brain. Um, but you can... I don't remember where I was at. So welcome back. All right, had to stop, had to break up cats, uh, but we're leaving that other part in. Fuck it. That's just what we're doing. That's what we're rolling with today. Um, I don't know. How's it, how's everybody else doing? Um, Middle East is popping off. We're not going to get into it if you came here for my uh, voice on that. Um, I don't have a cure for it. It seems like Western intervention hasn't helped at all, so I don't think sending a giant battleship over there uh, would be helpful or helping fund uh, any sort of actions is, is helping at all. 
kind of feel like the whole situation was fucked by the West uh, back in the in the post WW one WW two days. But um, we're not gonna do a history recap on that. But stop killing innocent people. And I don't know if you're excited about war. You're a fucking weirdo. So get over it. Um, more importantly. Tournament of Champions, the cooking show. Uh, that's a that's a battle I'm into, and I find you know it's a one of my big overarching themes uh, for life and for comedy and maybe what I'm trying to get across to everybody is whatever your thing is, it's very stupid. And sorry if I've gone on this rant before, but there might be a new person who listen um, or is listening and. Everything that you like, whatever you're super serious about, is fucking dumb. Whether it's religion, whether it's your family, whether it's football, whether it's comedy for me, um, cooking shows, or being a competitive cooker, or even being a chef that takes themselves seriously. Like, you understand that people cook. It's what, like... Yes, there's, like, skill to it. Like, a person who tells street jokes at work could never do comedy on stage because it's not the same thing. Um, but, like, you're the funniest person in your friend group. But, like, that guy that I had to shut up, probably the funniest person in his friend group, um, had a wife that was too hot for him. I understand why he was popping off. He wanted to be the center of attention. But you get into a spot where, like, people are actually paying attention to you, uh, they're hanging on your words, whether you can be funny or not, that's a completely different thing. Same thing as being a chef. Like, making money off of it. Like, if I make a shitty grilled cheese sandwich, oh, well, I'll get them next time. I'm just having a subpar... Uh, grilled cheese sandwich but if I go somewhere and have a shitty grilled cheese sandwich I'm gonna be pissed I'm gonna be mad and I'll be like god this is what this person does professionally so I get it but it's stupid um and especially taking it so seriously is is the most ridiculous thing in the world um that being said love watching tournament of champions it's on HBO max or max or whatever it's called it's a food network show Guy Fieri uh Fieri Guy Ferrari Guy Fieri um he's the host the show has won me over to Gee Fury um, completely. That and watching Triple D in uh, shitty hotels on the road. Uh, because for whatever reason, like, yes, I understand that I have streaming on my phone or on my computer. But I, I always tend to fall asleep with Food Network on the, t- on the telly. Either that or, like, some shitty football game I don't care about. Like, Virginia versus William & Mary or some shit like that. But, like, whatever. It's a hotel. There's never anything good on. If you find something good... Like, you can never just, like, type in the number. Like, you can be like, oh, ESPN's channel 33. You can't hit 33. Because it needs, like, that 33.1047, like, channel. So you have to, like, scroll through each individual channel. That takes forever. Because you have 10 channels that are under 33. If that makes sense. And then you finally get on ESPN and you're like, well, this is dog shit. But, like, if you find the Food Network and you can get in the general area and you're on Food Network, you under- you at least are going to be mildly entertained. Um, and Triple D. And Guy Fieri, he's got a perfectly fine voice to tune out while you fuck around on your phone. Um, so, bring in Tournament of Champions. It's a very interesting television show. Um, the thing that it does better than any other Food Network show is that uh, the battles that they have... Like, they'll do, like, two or three in a night, and the show's, like, 45 minutes long. So, like, each battle, including the judging, is only 20 minutes. So you can tune in. You can tune out. They don't go into each individual little technique. They don't show you every little thing. It gives you, like, an overarching thing. And then they take the time in the judging to tell you what it's like. It's perfect. Because nobody gives a fuck about whether or not you can confee... 
confit a pheasant, okay? We understand that the fat content's not that high. Fucking figure it out. You're on Tournament of Champions, alright? I don't need a five-minute breakdown about how hard it is. I'll see whether you did it or not in the end. Because we can't taste it. Like, watching people cook, you can't smell it, you can't taste it. You just have to take these people, like, these judges' words for it, right? And, like, the chef. And so, but to get back to it being the stupidest thing, they have, like, an in-person crowd. Uh, that makes no sense. Like, a in-studio audience. That's what I was looking for. To watch these people cook food. So, like, not only, like, they don't get any of the food, um, there's not even tables set up. So, there's a whole grandstand of people just getting together to watch people cook competitively. And then they watch the scoring. And that's, like, people's thing. Like, that's what they get hyped to do. How silly. But, again, I'm at home watching it. I've watched hours and hours of this. And, again, it's just a time passer. You can get the fucking super stoned and get super serious about it. But I found myself last night doing the dumbest thing ever. So it was the final. And usually they have to make five plates. Four for the judges, one for the TV. Like, they can just, like, show, show the videos of it and shit like that. But for the finals, they had to do, or no, it was four plates, sorry, four plates. Three for the judges, one for the TV. For the finals, they had to do six plates, so they had to double it because they had five judges and they had one for the TV. And it blew my mind. I was like, it, it came like out of my body and out of my soul without me even thinking about it. I was like, wow, that's crazy that they have to do double the work. Like instead of four plates, not even double, so instead of four plates, they had to do six. They had to do 50% more work and in, like, the same amount of time as usual. And it's like, geez, that's going to be quite a challenge. And I just, like, I caught myself out loud saying that. And it just made me giggle because, like, I ca- at that moment I cared. And then I realized that at some point somebody thought that same thing but didn't have the self-awareness to see how silly it was. Like, the, the chefs in that. Like, that's life or death for them. Like, they're... They're going up for, I think it was like ten grand in, in winnings, which yes, ten thousand dollars is a lot of money. Um, but like you're on a television show, and this is like a multi-week competition against some of like the top chefs in the world, and you're battling for ten grand and like a wrestling belt. How silly! Like these are, I'm assuming like millionaires or close to it. They own restaurants. They they're at the top, like they're the top in their field, or like working to be the top in their field. And they're they're fighting for ten grand over like like I think there's like ten episodes a season. So that's a thousand dollars a week that they're doing this for. And I don't know if they went like obviously they get like um advertising and like they're always like, these are their restaurants and like all that other shit. So I'm sure it drives like it's a it's a commercial for them. But they're working and doing this. They have to go like they have to travel to LA. I'm assuming that they're paying for their travel and stay. But still, and I'm hoping they get a day rate. And like people will just sit there and watch it. And like it's so silly, but they're taking it so seriously. And at no point I don't think any of them look at it and be like, This is what I'm getting paid to do. Like even at my most, like it, after I do, like, a really good set or, like, a really cool location, or even on Sunday when I'm going to be eating dicks for 20 minutes, at a certain point, I get to, I have, like, the ability to look at it and be like, it is so silly that this is how I pay my bills. It's just words. My ideas, people are, like, laughing at them, and then they hand me American currency 
so I can go across the parking lot and buy weed with it. I mean, that's not what they give me money for, but that's what I'm going to use it for. And that's insane that that's like a real thing. And it's... It's just so fun to me to know, it, deep in my soul, that nobody, like, some people, and I'm sure there's a bunch of people, and if you're one of the people who have no idea what I'm talking about, like, God bless you. It'd be so cool. And you didn't even sneeze. And I'm, I'm telling God to bless you, you know? And I wish I had that, like, ability to just turn that off. Do you know how great it would be just to be, like, ignorantly into something without realizing how dumb it is? Like football, I love watching football, but it's a, and even people who play football, well, like, it's so silly. They're getting paid millions of dollars. The owners of football teams are getting paid billions of dollars. TV channels, billions of dollars, just to watch a game that we could go in our backyard and play. Maybe not at that level, and nobody's, like, paying to watch it. That's why they're getting paid that much money, because they're the best at it in the world. But it's so silly, it makes no sense. It's insane. Like, there's people who don't have running water, and I'm getting paid money for words. It is so funny. Cosmically hilarious. That, like, in this reality, that that's a real thing that can happen. That's amazing. And some people just have the, no awareness of it. Like, I've met people who I know who are just like, like, they don't understand how crazy it is. That we get paid for words, or that people get made like get paid to make fucking sandwiches for other people because they don't want to make sandwiches, and then they take it so seriously that they want to be like, "This is the best sandwich in the-. like a comedy club that's local." We're not gonna say who because fuck them first of all, and second, we're not gonna advertise for them, and third of all, they take it so seriously that they want to be the best com- like they want to be voted the best comedy club, and they like it's not even an option because there's only one comedy club. Well, like, two, if you count comedy sports. And they can get a free advertisement because they seem to be doing it right. But, like, they want to be voted best. Like, you're in the business of... You, you're just a place for knuckleheads to say words and people come and laugh. You're a glorified bar that has people talk while you sell beer. Like, what do you need recognition for? You just open the doors. Like, that's a, like what do you need that for? That's so silly that you genuinely care. Like, that you want that on your mantle, just to be like, I'm the best at this. Like, the silliest thing. It's, I mean, it's a, it's an outdated joke, and, like, not the most, like, like, not even in, like, a political, oh, everything's gotta be politically correct, but it's a very politically incorrect, but you're the smartest kid with Down syndrome. Like, that's what you are, and you want that, like, you want a gold star, being like, hey, you couldn't do anything else. You couldn't even do the thing that you make money off of. So you had to make mo- you had to make a place for other people to do it for you, and you want a gold star. Bravo! Like it's to be that unaware of yourself is something that I wish I could do, and maybe that's why I'm not as successful as I should be, uh, is because I don't have that ability to turn off the self awareness. Like, even when I was eating a dick at Comedy on State last Wednesday, tried, tried a school shooting joke about homeschool. Shouldn't have done that right off the rip in front of a college crowd uh, at a real club. It's an open mic, but whatever. And it fell flat, didn't work. 
Uh, joke that I told to try to come back from it didn't work either. Uh, joke that works nine out of ten times, nine point nine nine out of ten times. That fell flat. But at some point, I was just like, "Look, guys, I like I know what's going on. I want this to be better too. Like to be so like to watch people with like they're unaware like power through it and think that they can win back. Like, no." You're you're a clown, and I'm in that situation. I was a clown. If I could have just like walked off stage and been like, "Oh man, that was great. That'd have been perfect." I wouldn't have had to deal with that bomb for the next three days. I mean, it was one day because the next day I came back and had a good set. But like, I wish I could have been genuinely unaware of that happening. Like, oh, that was a good set, and had everybody around me be like, "No, not even a little bit." Like, I wish I had that. I want to be the best comedy club in Milwaukee when you're the only one. Have some awareness. You're the only one. You you're competing against ghosts, and you still want respect against ghosts. Like it's insanity to me. But yeah, I earnestly, I earnestly felt bad that they had to do fifty percent more work on Tournament of Champions, and it threw me into a whole spiral about how unaware the world is of itself. So welcome to ADHD brain, no Adderall. Um, I also did have another uh, realization on my way home uh, is that if I ever start drinking again, which my rules for myself for drinking would be uh, are currently, and I mean we're going to come about it either way, uh, are uh, if I ever have a child to drink on their 21st birthday with them because I think that that would be very fun. Like They would get 21 years of seeing me as like somewhat of a, a reliable uh person in their life and then once i t once they turn 21 i'll go out drinking with them and that's when i'll start drinking again and then they can like see uh what it could have been like having like a shitty parent <laughs> that chose drinking over them uh therapy podcast uh but also um the other one is like 50 or 55 i'm not entirely sure yet so like we're around like if I have a child at 34, 55 will be the same time that I do it. So, because um, at that point I'll probably be close. I'll either be successful enough that um, it won't be like super tragic if I just like piss it all away at a bar. Like I'll have enough money uh, just to, like hang out and not have to like work as hard. Hopefully, um, or I'll just be like a disaster anyway. So like what what's adding drinking to the mix going to be terrible for? So like either way I'll be there. And but I know the T pain will be involved at some point. Uh, when I if I when slash if I stop not drinking, whether like so if I meet T pain before fifty five, I might start drinking again because T pain's gonna be involved. It's gonna happen whether he's there in person or in spirit because I know his music won't be involved. And I mean that's a little foreshadowing to the uh the song for tonight. Um, tonight today it's eleven in the morning. Um, and I said tonight. Yeesh. Um, but yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Who is RayRoberts.com? If you book a show, please book me. Uh, if you don't book a show, uh, call your local comedy club. Tell them to have me. I'm good. Uh, or if you know anybody who does comedy, hey, have you heard of Ray Roberts? Who is RayRoberts.com? Go look at his stuff. You should book him on your thing. Okay? I'll come to wherever your stupid town is. I'm doing a show uh, that I got rejected from. Because I asked for an appropriate amount of money, and somebody asked for less money, and they got it, and then booked me for it. I just do way less work, and I mean, if you do, like, the math, I'm doing it for more money than I would have. Uh, like, I'm only doing 15 minutes, and for the whole hour, I quote, whatever. So, I'm doing it. I will do it. I'll drive multiple hours for not that much money. So, have them get me there, because I'll make more money the next time I go. 
So if you like this, fucking tell everybody you know about it. I'm funny. I'm good. You can tell your friends, all right? You're not going to be embarrassed. They be, they might be like, hey, this isn't my kind of comedy. But, like, it's nice to know that your friend's funny. Tell everybody. Tag me and shit. I'll share it. I'm not above that. I think it's weird that I'm starting to get, like, followers and likes and, like, on Facebook, I switched over to a professional account so, like, people can follow me instead of friending me. And it's weird seeing people, like, like my shit that I have no idea who they are or where they saw me at. It's very weird, alright? But, if you're listening to this, you're probably, like, I probably know you. So, like, share my shit! We want more strangers to be into this. Because if I make more money, I can make more stupid content that you might like. And it's very selfish of you to keep it to yourself, Right? If you like it, you want me to succeed. I can't succeed if I have nowhere to live and I can't eat, right? If I can't afford uh, my drugs, it'll be like this all the time. And not like recreational, like my F, like my fucking brain drugs. It'll be way worse. But no, whosreadroberts.com. Uh, got some fun stuff coming up. Um, not as Not enough. So that's maybe something that I should do today, but I probably won't because I'm not very motivated to do anything. I'm going to sit on the couch, watch Pat McAfee show, and just be sick and just die after this. That's probably what's going to happen. Uh, so, I don't know, make me feel bad about it. Share the shit, uh, tag me and stuff. I'll repost your stupid shit. Um, buy some coffee. Go to the website. Buy some t-shirts on my website, all right? I need money. Not like that bad. Like, it's not like, hey, give me money. I need it. But, like, I need money to survive and live. Okay? So just, you know, get me into more clubs. Give me, Make me famous. And that way you can be like, hey, I have a famous friend. And if you're listening to this, I'm probably friends with you. So you can probably use me as clout. That'd be super cool for everybody involved. All right? We don't want to be stuck in fucking Waukesha, Wisconsin forever. It sucks here. All right? Get me out of here. That's where we need you. Um, that was weird. We're keeping it in. Fuck it. You got me yelling at my cats and me telling you to get me out of where I live. Okay? This is up to you. I can only do so much. At a certain point, you got, like, this seems like a pretty one-sided relationship at this point. I keep giving and giving and giving and y'all take. All right? Like, like the songstress of our time, Kid Rock said, um, I've been given and done ain't been getting i've been walking that damn line so i think i'll keep walking with my head held high and i'll keep moving on and only god knows why you know i might have fucked up a word in there but you know you get what you put in and people get what they deserve and still i ain't seen mine so you know share the shit tag me in it i'll be like hey this person's supportive i share your dumb shit share mine the algorithm needs it. It needs some real voices, not some fucking clown shit where you're censoring yourself just to get clicks. The internet's supposed to be kind of like the real world, all right? You enjoy it. You enjoy it secretly for some reason. Make it public. Other people might secretly enjoy it themselves, okay? Just share it. Steal this album, like, like System of a Down said. But, all right, song for the week... I got up to turn off the camera. I don't have a camera to turn off today because whatever. This is my flu game. I've had a thousand flu games, but this isn't the flu. Um, 
Oh, title's been uploaded or updated. That's good. But the song today, um, I heard Buy You a Drink in my car, just in the wild, on the radio, because the radio turns on automatically when I just get in there because, like, my phone doesn't hook up right away, right? So I have to listen to the radio for a second. Buy You a Drink came on. That's how I realized that T-Pain was going to be involved in me losing my sobriety. So... Um, here is my, um, somebody just sent me a video, uh, to book them when none of my shows, um, fucking book anybody anymore slash exist. So, hey, shout out that, um, maybe I'll shoot them an email to get in there. So, um, cool. I'm going to look at that in a minute, but here, um, T-Pain, buy you a drink. That's not the song because I don't know. I listened to it three times since I heard it and I don't want to listen to it again. Um, but this is going to be one more drink by Ludacris, um, featuring T-Pain. Sorry about rambling for like the last five minutes, guys. This is what you signed up for. Um, but yeah, enjoy it. Share this, um, share my stupid website, buy a t-shirt, come to shows. Um, I love it. I love you. Ludicrous T-Pain, one more drink. Atlanta, big city, bright lights, mixing hoodie with the Sprite while I'm drinking and driving. No police lights, lights, no police sirens. I'm headed to the club, looking for a freak, freak. Spread a little love and spread a couple cheeks. cheeks. Pull up to the spot, 26 is like, bam. Eyes on me like, bitch, do you see him? Stroll through the front door, headed to the bill, bill. Bought a couple bottles and I took a couple sips. Scoping out the room and what do I see? A nice round butt and a pair of double D's. So I crept up like, shawty, what's happening? You killing that dress and I Turned around and her face was aight. She had a gap tooth and a mean overbite. But I was like, hmm. If I take one more drink, I'm gonna end up fucking you. Is that what you wanna do, shorty? If I take one more drink, I'm gonna end up fucking you. You too. Woke up the next morning and all I can remember was taking shots and tipping the bartender. Surrender to the bringing me home cause she started looking better every side of Patron yep I jumped up with a devilish grin cause tonight damn right I might do it again so I called up the homies up? let's ride we can hit the sports bar over on the south side get a couple of Coronas couple of limes yep. went up to the bar and saw a couple of dimes so I slowly walked up and said hi my name's Ludacris and I'm a hell of a guy one said I know who you are I'm your number one fan and right now it's too bad I got a man and I said I understand Talking about how you're my biggest fan, girl. I know it, I know it. Now, 
street. Got my pizza, home and I split you. Grab the camera phone and take a bunch of drunk pictures. Cause Hennessy mixed with a whole bunch of Buddha. Equals you mixed with a whole bunch of Luda. And you know how far one drink could go. Start slurring my speech, slowing up the flow. Hiking up your skirt, climbing up your shirt. It's Mr. Late Night Luda and I like to flirt. So guess what, baby girl? Too tall, too short, too fat, too skinny. Have a couple of drinks and quit.